Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Sex Wrap. I am so excited to be here with my friend and co-host and somebody who just had a birthday, though he doesn't like to talk about it. Happy birthday, Andrew. Thanks. Uh, Thank you, listeners. Yeah, I had a really amazing birthday. I don't really celebrate it, but everybody around me did. And I am feeling very tired after a full week of birthday programming. Um, (laughs) It was super fun. uh, And I'm excited to not celebrate it for another year. (laughs) Well, we are all wishing you the happiest, happiest new years moving forward. And speaking of new years, new you, I think that's a great little intro in today's topic because we're thinking about hooking up today. (laughs) It's one of those terms that comes up. Yeah, yeah, hooking up with my next birthday. Uh, yeah, so uh, we actually had a question come in, like, like, what does hooking up mean, and how can I do it better? Um, wow. Uh, and I-, I love the question because when someone says hooking up in my head, like, I'd be like, okay, you're having sex with this person, but it's a it's a messy, messy term, right? When someone says like, what is hooking up? I think to each individual person, unless you're a good sex communicator. The term means like holding hands, having a conversation, cuddling, kissing, necking, like, and having sex. Necking? Like, it, it, Nobody says necking. Neck, like, <laughs> like, like when you're like all snuggled up in someone's neck. Um, deep kissing. Deep kissing. No one okay. says deep kissing either. No. But, um, but, but, uh, but the reason that I was saying like new year, new me, new you, like idea is because I think a lot of people really um, move into this like hookup culture, especially when they're coming out of a breakup, right? Like that's the time where we see Mm. a lot of, you know, hookup culture focus, like in an individual's life, I think. And, and I think that's something really interesting for us to like start talking about today, because we're talking about what is hooking up and what does it look like first? Like, let's start there. But I think that a lot of people, you know, will think of, oh, I'm dating right now. This is like the phase I'm in, you know, I'm looking for someone to date or I am dating. Or I think people tend to dichotomize that as I'm dating or I'm in a hookup phase. I'm in this hookup this is what I'm doing now. And I think um, there is some crossover, but I think there's also quite a lot of separation in those ideas and like how people kind of are approaching potential partners based on how they're seeing themselves in one of those camps. I mean, I see it here, like, you know, I'm, I'm here at the beautiful University of Miami. And um, I think like in between dating, hookuping, hooking up is pretty common. But I also think, you know, at the beginning of semesters, like the beginning of school year for people, hooking up seems to be a lot more common as well. Like you're finally hanging around and seeing people. Um, and uh, I mean, when I think about hooking up, like at the beginning, you know, I said, it's all of these things. Um, I think most frequently people talk about hooking up, not in terms of dating, but as sort of separating out sex and relationships, right? Like it's seeking out 
something related to sex and not seeking out something related to relationships. So like the Venn diagram would have like sex and relationships as two bubbles that don't really touch in an ideal hooking up world. But Spring and I both know that when people are hooking up, it's pretty easy for those bubbles to start to overlap and uh, weird things can happen. Friendships can happen. Dating and relationships can happen from it. But I think the intent of hooking up is to, you know, have some sex or, or be close or kiss or, you know, like get some intimacy with somebody without having an intimate relationship with somebody. So like separating out decoupling <laughs> sex and relationships. The bodily intimacy without the emotional intimacy. <laughs> Getting off without the the emotional work that goes with it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think back to when I was part of hookup culture and I, I don't think I was very good at it because I was typically not that interested in like if I wasn't going to have a good conversation with a person, if I wasn't going to like feel close to a person and have shared interest with a person, I didn't think the sex was going to be very good with that person. Like for me, I, I want more than just availability. And I mean, it's kind of sad, like hookup culture is like, are you available? <laughs> that, that that is the requirement to get in certainly like attractiveness and some other things as well but um it's a pretty low bar for being close to another person um and i don't i mean i mean i probably was good at it in like finding people but not good at it in like enjoying it like i don't regret my hookups but um i don't want to be in that phase where I was just seeking out partners and not really enjoying like the relational element of being with them. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think that, you know, it really depends on, you know, yeah, where you are, what you want and how you're able to communicate that. Right. Because if you are thinking, I'm not ready for anything emotional, anything deep with anybody right now because I'm still getting over someone or because, you know, whatever reason, because I'm so stressed, because I have all these other commitments, you know, whatever it is in your life. And you just want to have some sort of sexual um, activity with somebody, right? Which could be any number of activities. Um, then yeah, I think, you know, really communicating about that clearly to any potential partner, but also really being honest with yourself, because I think sometimes people don't really know exactly what it is that they want. And so they maybe dive into hookup culture thinking they want something specific, but not knowing themselves really well, not really knowing what they even really want. So it's, it's first bad news, everyone. First, you have to do your own homework. You have to do your own reflection. <laughs> We're always going back to that, right? Like, what is it you really want and why? And like, and yeah, like how much, how much emotional intimacy is involved in what you define as hooking up, right? Because some people like Andrew was saying, he wants to at least have a conversation with someone if he was hooking up with him. Right. And similar for me, I want to like have a good time and hang out with the person I'm hooking up with. Maybe we're not actually in a deep emotional relationship, but I still want to like hang out with you and like you. And for other people, it's, it's not that, right? It's just like, um, I want to come over, we're going to do some sexual activities, and then I'm going to leave. And there's nothing else involved. And Spring and I aren't judging that. Like, if you love hooking up and you love hookup culture, we we support you in that and your clear communication about it. Uh, I mean, I have so many friends who 
hookup culture, horror stories, war stories in the trenches, like uh, hooking up with people in their friend group or hooking up with people they see pretty consistently or hooking people up at the gym. And then they go to the gym or they go to a party or they go to the friend's house and the person they hooked up with there. And it's like that. I can't even make eye contact with this person because everything feels so awkward uh, because in hookup culture, there isn't good communication most of the time. Right. I'm, I'm sure you're all surprised. Bring and I are going to be saying communication a <laughs> hundred times this episode. Um, and I think another really big problem with hookup culture, and I love that Spring was talking about like, sometimes people are in it because they don't know what they're looking for. They don't know what they want. Um, and that's when you get into those mismatched expectations. Like there are a lot of people who think they're in hookup culture who are actually trying to date. And they are, they, they can end up as dates, but unless all partners are thinking the same sort of thing, most of the time, if you are engaging in hookup culture, if you're using apps to hook up with another person, it is not going to materialize into a fulfilling long-term relationship. You might get a friends with benefits issue, or you might get WID question mark text at three o'clock in the morning, or you might become a booty call. Those are much more you hookup are- relationships. But uh, <laughs> what you doing? Question mark. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's possible that when you're hooking up with someone, that that turns into another style of relationship. But that's not going to happen without communication, right? So the communication is so important first to like set expectations, set boundaries, but then also to communicate how things might be changing for you over time because things don't stay the same week to week, month to month. And over time, we know that our needs change, our desires change, how we feel about people changes. And so anytime you're entering into some type of hookup relationship with somebody, there needs to be a lot of communication pretty constantly, you know, about how each of you are feeling about it and how you might want it to shift, change or end at some point. And the more that you do all this communication, and we'll talk about each of these little things we want you to talk about, (laughs) um, the less likely that awkward scenario is when you run into somebody at a party or at a dinner or at a whatever, right? Or at the gym, because then you've had these communications. So it's not like, ooh, (laughs) that's that's the sound. (laughs) And that's the sound we're going to leave you with as we go to break. We'll be right back and we'll keep talking about hooking (laughs) up. All right, be right back. Welcome back to The Sex Wrap. Today we're talking about hooking up. Don't forget to check out our social media at The Sex Wrap. That's wrap with a W. Um, We'll be posting some stories. We'll be asking you for some of your hookup experiences and how you feel about them over the next week or so. Um, All right. But we're talking about hookups and we've been talking about clear communication um, and what that even looks like with somebody where you're probably just going at it for some kind of physical sex, not really emotional sex. Um, And I also think it's really important to say that hookups really are different for uh, men and for women and for lesbians and for gay men. Like the cultures are are pretty different across all of those. And we've talked about sexual scripts in a bunch of our episodes before. Um, But hookup culture is pretty different. When you say hookup in gay culture, like for gay people, um, it's very well accepted. Um, I don't think there's as much of the, the, uh, I can't make the sound that spring did, but the, uh, um, <laughs> the, the, uh, part of it. Um, and we talk about things like sexual gatekeeping, um, and 
in most Western cultures, it's women. Like women are the ones who say no uh, to sex for a bunch of different reasons, for for gender role reasons, because pregnancy reasons, because all of these various factors. And women get slut shamed really, really easily. Um, in, in gay culture, there's no real gatekeeper or sexual gatekeeper most of the time. Um, and in gay culture, like Grinder came out. If you don't know what Grinder is, it's just Tinder for gay people. Um, but it made finding partners really easy. It made finding partners really quick. It made hookups really easy. Um, I think hookup culture is, is, is a little bit different um, in gay men. And I think in gay men, hookup culture is more likely to lead to a long-term relationship. I have so many gay friends, like, how did you meet? And then they, they will kind of abashedly say like, oh, um, grinder. I'm like, that's great. You met for somebody for a hookup and that hookup materialized. Um, but for all the gay listeners out there, like, I think that it's a little bit different. And I think gay men follow a different sex script. And I think gay hookups look a little bit different than uh, our heterosexual heterosexual friends hookups and lesbian hookups are, are very different as well. Like lesbian hookups are more likely to be relational from the very beginning. Um Maybe not all of them, but uh, I mean, it just looks a little bit different for gay people. But I think clear communication um, is important. And if you are on a gay, uh, they call them dating apps. If you're on a gay hookup app, like there is very clear communication. Like, what do you want? How do you want it? When do you want it? When are you available? I'm on my way. Like, whoa, super quick. And I think it looks different. I think there's more like play and gender scripts that go on in heterosexual straight people's scripts. What do Right, Sring? I don't know. I'm, I'm not there. I'm not in those spaces. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that we are always evolving our scripts. You know, there are different scripts for different gendered hookups and those are evolving over time and we see little shifts in those. And if you are um, in the dating world or the hookup world, the overlap, yes, is there. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to be seeing that and you're going to see, you know, the ways that, um, people ask you things. And then there's like an expected kind of way of responding. And like, you very quickly learn kind of how that's supposed to go. Right. But, um, I think that in the heterosexual hookup world, the communication is a lot more assumed. I think there's a lot more kind of just like, um, I, I know what I want. I assume you want the same thing and we're just not going to talk about it. Um, Or even assumed, and I know what I want and I assume I know what you want because that's how the script usually goes, right? Um, And so that's where the real problems come in. And that's what we really want to talk about today is what you need to talk about before, after your hookup so that everything goes a little better. Yeah. And by these scripts, we're like, you know, I buy you a drink, you come home with me, we have sex. Like, that's one of the assumed scripts. And it gets a lot of people into a lot of trouble uh, because of that mismatched expectation. Um, And uh, like, when we're talking about what you should do, I mean, for me, it's about goal setting and rules. Um, I like rules and I like setting goals for myself and for other people around me. That's probably not that healthy of a behavior. But um, like for me, when I'm talking with my friends or hanging out with friends before the night even begins, those conversations start like before you even talk to another person, like what is your plan? Like before you have your first drink, before you go to a bar, before you go to a dance, before you do anything like no, like what do you want to do? What are the fruits that you want at the end of your night? Um, and and then what are your limits? Like, what do you want to do? And if you don't want to have sex on a certain night and we're, we're going out together, like we should 
try to keep you in that space. Now, of course, things change, but just be, know yourself. Do that reflection before the night starts. Like, what is it that you want um, and what is it that you're willing to do? And then what are your boundaries and barriers? Uh, and like know yourself and then talk with your friends about it as well. I, I have spring. I don't know about you. I have so many friends who like at the beginning of the night, like I'm just going out to have fun and uh, dance a little and have a drink and I'm not going to have sex and I'm not going to go home with anybody. And then once the night starts, like their script is so pre-established that like I watched them crash towards a hookup and they might love it. They might regret it, but uh, it's hard sometimes as their friend being like, Hey, 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 by the way, um, remember tonight is not about, you hooking up tonight is something else. Um, but I, I think sometimes it takes multiple people working in tandem to correct the course. Uh, but that pre-conversation and that pre-reflection are really important. And yeah, you can set like your intentions and your boundaries with yourself. And, you know, you could write them down. You could communicate them to a friend. Um, I mean, you really win when you communicate them to your partner, <laughs> but even if you don't feel like you can communicate them to your partner beforehand, even just knowing for yourself what you want to do and what you don't want to do and which one of those boundaries might be more flexible and which ones are not is just what you need to know first. And then maybe you're communicating these things along the way. Maybe you're communicating them beforehand, or maybe, you know, you're communicating some of them beforehand. And then the ones that are more flexible, you might wait to discuss like as you're getting involved into some sexual activities. Um, and all of those, you know, are okay. But I think that the clearer you are with yourself first, then you have better chances of being clear with your partner, right? Because if you don't know what you want, then there's no chance you can communicate it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, know yourself and reflect in a, I mean, and we can talk about like why people keep going back to, right? Cause so we're talking about these pre-conversations and knowing, um, what you want, uh, most people who have hookups have a lot of regret stories and not a whole lot of like, it was the best night ever kind of stories. It might be a, you know, I got off night kind of stories, but typically hookups aren't that many people report regretting the overall experience. Um, and the best way to know whether like you want to keep doing hookups is if you have a string of regretted hookups in the past the next one, you're probably going to have the same feeling. Like know yourself. Like if, if it's something you haven't enjoyed previously, if you haven't gotten much out of it, or if it's led you down that awkward path where you can't go to the gym and you cancel the membership because you can't look at the guy in the... Anyway, if that happens to you, like it's probably going to keep happening unless you do what Spring and I are talking about now, doing some reflection, asking some questions, working on some of that clear communication along the way. And I love what you said, Spring, um, where, you know, have some inflexible boundaries and discuss those at the beginning and then maybe save some of the more flexible ones later. Like when you're, if you're moving towards it and like, all right, well now we can discuss some of these other issues, but all of that is pre-communication. Like before you get to the point where you're in intimacy or in touching or in whatever it is that you're planning on doing. I'm still back there at the very opening. Like a uh, hookup is such a murky, messy term that when two people say it, they mean different things all the time. I think it's probably one of the messiest of all the sex terms. Like I'll have someone say, oh, I hooked up with so-and-so at a party yesterday. I'm like, whoa, like you had sex with them? They're like, no, 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 no. We were just kissing. I'm like, oh, right. Kissing is the worst. 
Yeah, that phrase means so many things to so many people. And so like, even if, you know, you think you mean the same thing as somebody else, like when you're like, oh yeah, you want to hook up and you're like heading over there. Um, even that, yeah, you can have so many uh, definitions of what, what you think is going to happen. So when we say be clear, we mean be very clear. Like what activities are you okay with and what activities are you not okay with? And, and yeah, I think that the clearer you can be in advance, then the better chance you have of having some type of interaction that is going to be on the better side of your hookups rather than on the not so great side. Yeah. So um, when we get back, we're going to keep talking about fulfilling hookups rather than regretted hookups. Um, so we will be right Welcome back (laughs) to the show, everybody. Oh, wow. That sound. I wish I could make it. I think it's my favorite sound. Um, Yeah. So that that's what's the fulfilled hookup sound. So we we now have the regret hookup sound. Do we have a fulfilled? Uh. (laughs) They're almost the same, everybody. Almost the same. Um, All right. So we were talking about communication before, right? There should be communication during as well, but we have a ton of episodes where we talk about better sex and improving your sex and sexual communication, where you should be saying, like, making sure that there's consent built up along the way. And do you like this? And how is this for you? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like that, we have other episodes. Um, post-communication, right? So you've had a hookup. It was good, hopefully, or at least not something that you'll regret, but at least fulfilling. Um, What should post-communication with a hookup look like? You know, the one thing that I think people forget to talk about a lot at the end, um, I mean, we have a whole episode on aftercare. We have an episode talking, you know, about really like how do you communicate what you liked, what you didn't like, you know, for improving things for next time. Um, But In hookup culture, I think one of the things that you really need to communicate at the end is um, whether you want to see that person again, like whether this is recurring, whether you want this to happen again, whether you want it to shift, like what you're feeling. And um, I think that's really important because a lot of times people are left feeling really insecure after hookup when they don't know, like, was that a one-time thing? Was, are, are we planning to do this again? And so I think at the end of a hookup, you know, communicating about your future intentions, you know, being really clear with like where this is slotting into your life and what you want and what you don't want is really important. And if you want to see the person again, I think that's fairly easy. Like I had a great time, you know, I would love to do this again, but I think it is difficult to say I had a great time. This was, this is it. (laughs) So it also, I would like to talk a little bit about how do we do that? Like if it, if this was just one time for you, what's a great way to say to somebody, I had a great time. See you never. I mean, so it's it's the whole like, you know, I'm at a point in my life where I'm not looking for anything serious. I'm just playing the field. And, you know, this was a great for tonight, but I'm not looking for anything more. I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm not looking for friends with benefits. I was just looking for a great night. And thank you for that. Like you can make it positive and affirming and thank them and make it not about them, just make it about you. Like, I'm not at a point in my life where I'm looking for more than what we just had, and it was awesome and great, and thank you. Uh, And be really positive in how you uh, let the other person 
down. It's not even letting them down. It's fulfilling that expectation. If you gave clear communication at the beginning, had a nice hookup, were sexually fulfilled, and at the end, you know, just stick to what you said at the beginning. Like, this is just one night. Um, And that's 100% fine in hookup culture, but it has to be clear communication. The problem comes from whenever you give people weaselly exits at the end, like, you know, you have no intention of ever hooking up with them again, but you say something like, oh yeah, it'll be great. Or I'll see you again. Or we should get coffee sometime. Like, no, you need to shut it down and not give any open outs at the other side. um, Unless you're being honest about it. It's the, it's the weaselly language that people use (laughs) at the end that causes the problems. You know, like it makes sense, right? Yeah. And it's especially problematic if you had different stories before and after, right? So if you were trying to get someone to hook up with you and you were saying things that might imply that it would be ongoing or that you wanted to date them or something, and then you change your story after, that's like when it's actually hurtful. So if you're clear from the beginning, like, you know, I'm interested in like a one-time hookup. I think it would be so fun. I'm really into you. Like, I would love this. And then afterward, it's the same story. And you're like, thanks so much. That was an amazing night. I'll remember this forever. Bye. Then you've set clear expectations and then you've held the clear boundaries that you want. And then that isn't a hurtful scenario. It's just uh, we've agreed to this from the beginning and we've made a clear um, story that has a beginning, middle and an end. And now we are done with that story. You close that chapter, you move on. Nobody is hurt. No one's feelings are hurt. Uh, And it kind of takes out of player culture as well. Um, So when I think about uh, hookups overall, right, I think these end conversations are important because it leaves the situation in a very comfortable space. And I think that, you know, Spring and I have talked about being comfortable in dating and being comfortable when you're talking to people. Um, I think there's so much discomfort surrounding hookups, right? Because it's we're not good at communicating about them. Uh, they have a weird end point. But if you build comfort in, and I think this communication is really about building enough comfort with a person to share intimacy, to prevent regret. And then at the end, you're like closing that chapter down. You're probably not going to be friends with this person. You're probably not going to have sex with this person again. And that's 100% okay. But it's making sure you do it in a way like Spring said. That That's supportive. Like that was great. And I really enjoyed it. And we're, we're done. But you wouldn't say you're done. Like And, and, and thank you for, for, for tonight. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And don't say things you don't mean. Don't say like, oh, I'll text you later. Like, because those things come out of our mouths so easily. That's like, you know, we're so programmed to be like, oh, I'll text you or oh, see you soon. So be really mindful and make sure that you're not saying those automatic phrases that you don't mean, because that's where we start to find confusion. That's where we start to get people's feelings hurt. So you want to make sure that you are very clear with what you're saying and not wishy-washy, not weaselly, as Andrew would say. (laughs) So Spring, I think we should end by talking about what happens when the other person in your hookup uses, you know, unethical, weaselly tactics, um, misrepresents themselves, and then sort of like lets you down hard on the other side. Like, you know, says something that's mean or cruel or like, how do we help somebody with that part of hookup culture. Um, and, and for me, when, I, when I'm talking with people about hookups, my, my, my advice, and it's not great advice, but it's that go into hookup culture with the expectation that the other person is using you for sexual pleasure, right? For instant gratification, and that you're doing the same thing to them. And that all of the script that happens afterwards is 
you know, they learned it by watching, you know, F boys and players and all of those ridiculous things. Um, but the expectation piece at the beginning, and if you set your expectations at the level of, you know, this is just a momentary, you know, pleasurable moment with another person and that's it. Like, I think it's a little bit easier, but it's still hard, right? Because in hookup culture, the reason why the people have so many regrets and the reason why it's so hard on people is that there's people who are in it in ways that cause harm to others. Like on purpose, they cause harm to others. Like, oh, I got what I wanted. I don't care about you anymore. I'm discarding you and moving on to the next person. Like that's sort of like the dirty underbelly. And if you're listening to our show, we know you're not one of those people. You're going to take our advice. And you're <laughs> going to be compassionate and you're going to have a good time with people. And you're going to like sort of be like, all right, that was great. All right. I'm not going to see you again. I'm not going to text you. And that's fine. Um, how do we handle that other side? Do you know what I mean? I mean, when you're on the receiving end of that, when someone is not a good communicator or when someone says or does something hurtful, um, I mean, that is the time to, you know, go to your support network, go to your friends, you know, so that you feel supported. And also, um, yeah, I think sending a text or something to the person who did that, you know, saying like, um, communicating clearly, like the way that you said that or communicated that or whatever really hurt my feelings. And, um, my expectations were, you know, that we had set this and I was actually fine with that. And I wish you had been clearer in how you communicated or something, you know, like if you can tell that person that this isn't like I caught feelings for you when we agreed not to and blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, there's like, there's so many laden, like, uh, ideas and things around this. But if it's really just like they communicated badly, you know, then you can just say like, this would have been a great hookup if you had been able to communicate this to me or that to me or something. And I think um, giving someone some feedback like that in hookup culture, I think is really valuable. I think that um, it can go a long way to teach people that um, they're ideas about the way someone interprets something or their assumptions are not always true. And so we want to help leave the world better, right? So if you can give a nice communication and say like, um, it would have been really great for me if we had been able to, you know, end it like this or something. I think that will greatly improve then that person's probably next check up. Yeah. Like your sex was great. Your end game was off. And here's my suggestion <laughs> to how to fix it. I was going to say touchdown, but sports ball references aren't my thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else that we should say about how to do hookups better? If you have a bad one, right? If you have a bad hookup, reflect on the experience from beginning to end and look at what you could have done to make it better. Right? It's really a self-guided tour through your own emotions and your own physicality and your own intimacy and your own sex. Um, and, and like take an active role. Like there are bad players, like bad people, bad actors out there, players, et cetera. But like, like look at what you did and look at what made it good, look at what made it bad. And then you can try to make sure that you you make your next one better because you can't control how other people are going to act at the end. I love Spring's advice. Like, you know, send them a thanks for the hookup. Things were good the end wasn't um but 
really uh, some accountability too, right? Like, you know, if you've had a whole bunch of really bad hookups, then maybe hookup culture isn't for you. And maybe you should look towards something else. Um, but you can always get better by practicing the skills Spring and I've been talking about. It's about practice. Yeah. Any final words, Spring? Ooh. Wow. That's how we're ending. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening to our episode today. Um, We love to hear from you. Uh, We love to interact with you. These episodes are all based on questions that you submit to us. um, And we love to hear them. So if you have any other questions that you want to hear about sex, about relationships, or follow up for this episode, you can email us. We're thesexwrap at gmail.com. That's rap with a W-W-R-A-P. And you should definitely check out our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're really active. We love to talk with you there as well. Um, And we're at the sex wrap. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too afraid. Music for this episode provided by the ever elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.